Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. We're going to get right on into prayer and get in the Word today. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for your Word that leads us, that guides us, that feeds us. And we ask, Lord, that you bless your Word, that you allow us to uh, hear it, that our ears would be open to hear what thus saith the Word of God, that the Holy Ghost would just put a fire down in our soul and let the Word of God burn in us in the name of Jesus, letting it be uh, what feeds us and what gives us strength and what gives us understanding in the name of the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so it is that I would like uh, for a moment uh, to find our way to Ephesians chapter 5 and while y'all do that I just want to say I hope you had uh, a wonderful Christmas if you celebrated it and if you didn't I hope you just had a wonderful day hallelujah and so we um, uh, we ourselves enjoyed uh, time with family and it was a wonderful thing and so we want to get into chapter 12 of the book of Ephesians and this is a letter that the apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and we can gather some things of what we need to understand that we've got to take hold of in the beginning of the new year. We ought to have been taking care of it all along and taking hold of it a long time ago when we first started serving the Lord. Now, maybe you knew in the Lord. Maybe you just started walking with the Lord. And so here we're going to talk about some things about walking in the Lord. And... Uh, but, you know, if you've been around the Lord a long while ago, this ought to be a part of our heart and a part of the way we walk and live. So let's get into chapter 5 of the book of Ephesians. And we'll start with verse 1, and we'll just go until the Lord says we're done. Amen. Hallelujah. Be ye therefore, verse 1, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, in other words, don't act like a bunch of rebellious children. If you're going to follow God, don't act like a bunch of rebellious little brats. you got to walk right in God. Be a follower of the child as a dear child. Amen. Verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us as he hath, as had, uh, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read it again. And walk in love. Now, if you're walking in anything else. Now, I, I realize, you know, we got a lot to deal with in the world. But we've got to walk in love, folks. We've got to walk in love. We can't walk in the hate and all this kind of thing that's going on and the racism and one thing and another. And when I say that, uh, you know, some people might think that I'm just... Uh, talking about one side of the, the, the coin, so to speak. I ain't talking about just one side of the coin. No, I'm not. Because uh, the bottom line is, uh, we got to look at all sides of that issue. You know, you've got certainly racism where people uh, may be looking at a certain race and they look down on them. And they degrade them or they speak bad of them or they mistreat them or whatever the case may be. God is not pleased with that. But I'm going to tell you something about the flip side of the coin too. Neither should we be placing guilt upon this generation for the sins of our past fathers. 
Now, some of you are not going to like what I just said. But that is the word of God. You need to read what God said to the prophet. There is no uh, reason, rhyme or reason, any way, no how, that we should be placing that burden of sin upon the generation today that happened a long time ago. In other words, you know, uh, yes, it could be and, and was many times over. We look and we see maybe we found out that uh, our our forefathers you know our, our those that were you know maybe our great great grandparents or great 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 grandparents or whoever maybe they had slaves and all that well that certainly was not right and we see that and we're going to talk about that sometime but i ain't got uh this is not that study but we're going to talk about that because we're going to go into the book of philemon well some people call it philemon some people call it philemon some people but whatever you know what i'm talking about in the book uh in the new testament the book of philemon that's what I call it. If you don't like the way I pronounce it, then tell me how you pronounce it. And, you know, I can say all three of them. I don't care. But in any event, the Word of God speaks against slavery. A lot of people say, well, no, it talks about it. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. You're running your, you run your mouth, you're running your chops, and you're saying things that you don't really understand about uh, what's going on and why things are said. So we got to sit down and talk about the word. Now I told you I'm I, I'm one. I'm very blunt. I'm to the point. I tell it like it is, and uh, you know this is why we call it God's whole word because we got to get into the whole word. But racism, either side of it, whether you're making people feel guilty. I remember seeing a show. Uh, I believe it was on last night or the night before, and they were talking about this issue, and they were trying to bring it out or so on and so forth. But the way that it was said was improperly put even that because they were trying to make it look a certain way and i know it's not that way because i can see what's going on around me people are not blind to what's going on around them so what we need to do is everybody you need to straighten your little self up and start acting start acting like your family like y'all to. god created all of us to be in a family god made us all different colors the way he wanted to and that was his business but we ain't got no business either way it goes. Whether you're looking down on somebody because of the race or you're looking at somebody because maybe their relatives, uh, you know, their past relatives maybe had slaves and all that and then trying to put that guilt on folks. Either way it goes, we ought not be doing that. But we got to walk in love. So what does that mean? Well, that means in the present. Why are we not loving one another like we ought to? Why are we not respecting each other like we ought to? We ought to be walking in love. And if you're new in the Lord, you better learn how to walk in the love of God. Because we're not uh, supposed to be walking any other way. You've got to love your brothers and sisters. You've got to love uh, even your enemy. Jesus even talked about loving your enemy. And, and why is that not being done? Why do you not see that being played out? Because what I'm talking about and what I just got through saying has even taken place in churches where churches are, are saying, well, we've got to come together and we've got to make people responsible uh, in this generation for things that happened a long time ago. That's the way it's making it sound. And it shouldn't be that way. Because we've got to move forward. The Bible says we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. We've got to keep moving forward. Where we are now is a whole lot better than where we were, but we got a whole long way to go still. There's still things that need to be worked out. There's still people not being treated right simply because of the race. But then we also got others that are using uh, this platform that's come up lately 
to uh, make even children, young children, feel as though they come home and they're feeling guilty for this, that, and the other. And uh, the Bible speaks against that. Why are you not teaching the truth? Why are you not telling that the Bible literally says the sins of the father should not be placed upon the son? That should not be. And so let's move on. We've got to learn to walk in love. If you're going to love each other, you're going to love each other and you're going to understand God created us all. And guess what? We're all brother and sister. Whether you like to hear that or not. Eve was the mother. Eve that was in the garden. She was the mother of all living. That's what the Bible says. And so there is a point somewhere along the line that we all, from way back yonder, we're all connected. And so we got to understand that and respect each other, that we're all created in the image of God. And stop slamming and slanging and throwing mud at each other and start acting like chill, dear children instead of a bunch of rebellious little children. we got to stop all this and straighten up and walk in love and treat each other right. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it says in verse 2, And walk in love as Christ have also loved us. How do you think Christ, uh, the Messiah, the Lord, the King of kings, the, 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 the Lord of glory, how did he love us? He loved us unconditionally. And that's how it ought to be. And then it says, And he given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling Savior. Do you think that uh, the Lord only did that for just one uh, group of people? No, he did not. The Lord sacrificed himself for every single human being upon the face of this earth. And that is how we are supposed to walk as well, loving just like Christ did. And so that's what we've got to do, folks. And then if you go on down to verse 3, it says, But fornication and all uncleanness. Now, when you look at the word uncleanness, it's, uh, you know, there's, all, there's even demonic power attached to this word uncleanness. And, and uh, uh, you, you know, you can look at it this way. You can also find uh, different meanings or different uh, expressions or ex explanations of the definition of this word when you look it up. It includes demonic power. It includes uh, foul things. Have you ever seen people walking down the road and, and, and maybe a young lady's walking past and they start whistling and carrying on and making all kinds of rude comments? That's placed in there as well with that uncleanness. You better stop that if that's what you're doing. You're going to have to repent of that. you got to get right. Hallelujah. we got to repent and turn to the Lord and let the Lord clean us up. Hallelujah. And then it says, now it's, it's lumping all this up. It says, but fornication, all uncleanness, all of it, every bit of it, inside and out, and, and, or covetousness. Huh? What about covetousness? Nobody talk about that. Why are you not talking about it? I mean, people, don't you know that there is more storage sheds than ever before? Why is that? Because we just got to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. We got to get, get, get. You want the biggest houses. You want the biggest cars. You want the best clothes. You want the best shoes. And all of these things. And I'm telling you what, it's going to run into this sin of covetousness. Now, I'm not saying you got to go running around in shabbies. I didn't say that. I believe we ought to dress the best that we can. But you know what? A lot of my clothes, I get a lot of my slacks right from the Goodwill and some of these other places because I thought, well, why am I going to go pay expensive price and get myself uh, a decent pair of uh, slacks right there? And it's cheaper. Now, I'm not saying you got to run down Goodwill. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we've got to get this mindset 
that has taken over so many people. And the reason is because so many of these preachers, you, you uh, have sat there and taught people. If you're hearing me, if you preachers are out there and you're listening to me and you're one of them uh, prosperity gospel preachers, you better get on your knees tonight and repent of your sin. You better get right with Jesus and stop guiding people along down that road. That's a road of covetousness. Amen. We got to repent of that. Hallelujah. And then it says, let it not be named, not once named among you as become of saints. Not one time should those things be said about any Christian. And yet it's running crazy. There's people out there, they think, well, if I'm driving the best car and I'm wearing the finest clothes and on and on, then that means the Lord is blessing me. No, it means something got a hold of your heart. Now, I'm not saying, like I said, I, I think we ought to dress the best we can, but the best we can don't mean we got to go spend an arm and a leg. You're going to run yourself right into the sin of covetousness. You need to be careful what you're doing. Because you can find some nice clothes without having to spend hundreds of dollars on one pair of pants or hundreds of dollars on shoes and all of that when you can find something just as nice. And, and, and you know what it is? A lot of people want that name brand. You know why? Because you won't tell everybody. Oh, look what I got. Look what I wear. You know what that is? That's a sin of pride. You better repent of that. You got to get right. Got to let go of that pride. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But it says not to let any of these things be once named among you as become a saint. If you're going to be a saint, you're going to have to act like a saint and talk like a saint, dress like a saint, behave like a saint. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 4. It says, neither filthiness. Amen. You got to get that filthy mind and give it to God. Allow God to fill you with the Holy Ghost and be full of the Holy Ghost and get that filthy mind out of you. But you know what? You ain't going to be able to do that if you don't get that mess out of your house that you know full well you got hiding here, there, and yonder. You better get it off your phones. You better get it off of that one-eyed demon I call. I, I call that television one-eyed demon. If you can't control that thing, get it on out of your house. Amen. Now, if you got a mind you can control it, then get in there and do that. But don't sit there turning the channel and watching something you full well know Jesus ain't going to want you doing. And if you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, don't you know that's the Spirit of Jesus? He's sitting right there watching the same mess you're watching. You ought to turn that channel. Amen and hallelujah. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking. Did you know the Bible say that? All this foolish talking. People sit there and say, well, I'm a Christian, but you sit there and you tell foolish jokes and you tell racist jokes and you tell all kinds of nasty jokes and then you're going to sit there and go shouting hallelujah at the church. You better repent of that mess. Foolish talking. Don't you know? Empty, foolish nonsense. Sitting there having conversations that's just a waste of time. We got to get right. How many of us take any time to sit down and talk about the Word of God? We talk about Jesus and what He's done for us today. How many of us that are Christians that we even allow ourselves to go down that road? Are you too afraid to somebody going to say, well, that's just them Jesus freaks. That's a holy roller, so on and so forth. You're going to have to get your mind made up. You either serve Jesus or you don't. And so take that foolish talking and throw it in the trash where it ought to go. Nor jesting. You know, when you joke around too much, 
Now, I'm not saying that, you know, somebody can't say something funny. I'm not saying you got to be, a, you know, just this old sour-faced looking thing. The Lord wants us to have joy. I know that. But I'll tell you what, there comes a point when things cross over. Have you ever been around somebody that's all they want to do is joke? They never take nothing serious. You can't have an attitude like that and say you walk with God and you're full of the Holy Ghost. Now, you may be full of something, but you ain't full of the Holy Ghost. And then it says, which are not, verse 4, which are not convenient, but rather given of thanks. He said, this ain't convenient. This is not going to be in a proper way of living for God. He said, but instead, you need to turn it around and start giving thanks to God. Verse 5, for this ye know that no whoremonger, anybody know what a whoremonger is? Well, a whoremonger is a male prostitute. That's what it is. Don't sit there and try to twist it up to something else. That's exactly what it is. It's a male prostitute. And uh, so it says, no whoremonger, no male prostitute, no unclean person. You're going to be full of the devil. You, this, it, this applies to you. Nor covetous man. Well, now, wait a minute. Because we're getting to the end of this sentence and you ain't going to like what it says. So even a covetous person. Well, where's the line drawn? You mean you can just go keep keep on doing what you're doing and keep on, uh, I got to get, 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 get. I got to buy, 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 buy. I ain't got enough, ain't got enough. You ain't never happy. You ain't never satisfied. The spirit of covetousness has gotten a hold of your soul. You're going to have to repent and let God get you and shake you up and fill you up with that Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, it says, this you know. He's telling them, look, you already know this. You know a male prostitute. You know a person that's going to mess around with demons. You, let me tell you something. Because that's what unclean, that word unclean, when you look it up, that's what I'm talking about, demonic power, stirring up demonic power. I'll tell you what, you better quit playing with them demons. You say, I don't play with demons. Well, let me ask you something. Do you go out to the Chinese restaurant? You say, oh, you're telling me you're going to a Chinese restaurant that means I'm, a, I'm playing with demons. I didn't say that. I asked you a question. Do you go out to the Chinese restaurant? Yes or no? It's a simple answer. If the answer is yes, I got a question for you. Do you sit there and mess around with those fortune cookies? You say, oh, my goodness, you're crazy. No. Don't you know that that is a type of messing around with things you ought not be messing around with? Because why do you think it's called a fortune cookie? Huh? You say, oh, I just do it for fun. No, you're playing with things you shouldn't be playing with. You need to leave it alone. I tell them. If somebody wants to stick that stuff in my bag when I go to get Chinese food, I tell them, don't put that in my bag. I don't want that. They say, it's free. I say, I don't care if it's free. I don't want it. And I mean what I say. I don't want it in the bag. And I even told one person because they asked me. They said, why not? So I told them. I said, because I believe that that's not pleasing to God. I said, so I don't want it in my bag. And so they said, okay. And they didn't put it in my bag. And, you know, some people, they say, well, that's just going too far. No, it ain't. How many of you are going to go far enough for Jesus? How many of you are willing to give your whole life for Jesus that you're going to be willing to walk with him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Amen. we got to think about that. And so... Uh, no whoremonger, no unclean person, no, no male prostitute, nobody messing around with demonic stuff, uh, unclean person. So uh, do you have you sat there and snuck off and went to a palm reader? Now, I didn't say it that way because I have. No, I have not. 
But I ask you a question because they're sinners. They're, uh, well, excuse me. You are sinning when you do that. But there are Christians that actually do that. You're, you're flat out sinning. You're flat out standing against the word of God when you do mess like that. And you think nobody knows? God knows you're messing around with that devil stuff. You better quit that. Don't sit there and read those horoscopes. That, that mess is demonic. You're not supposed to be messing with that if you're a Christian. Now, you can be mad at me all you want, but I'm going to tell you what. You can get glad the same way you got mad. But when you meet Jesus, Jesus is going to say to you, how come you didn't listen to that preacher that you thought was crazy? Because he told you not that, that I don't want you doing that, and how come you didn't listen? You say, well, who are you to tell? Well, God called me to tell you and teach you and, and preach to you the, the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. I don't want to lie to you because the Bible says all liars have their part in the lake of fire. So, And not only that, I know that preachers have a responsibility. And, and if, if they don't tell you, the Bible says, if the preacher don't tell you, your blood's going to be on my hands. I ain't having your blood on my hands. So I'm going to tell you, you better quit messing around with all that astrology stuff. You better stop it. And you better stop it now. Yeah, I mean today. Don't wait till New Year's. Don't sit there and say, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do it one more time. No, you better stop it now. All right, so let's move on. All right, so this you know, no whoremonger, no male prostitute, no unclean person, none of that stuff. Leave that stuff alone. Don't need to be messed with that stuff. No covetous man. You better repent of that. Don't, don't sit there and think that you got to have a three or $500 watch or $5,000 watch. No, you don't. You you can find a decent watch for 50, 60 bucks. It's going to run, run just fine. You don't have to spend oodles of money. What are you going to do that for? You flat out know why you're going to do it. So somebody looks at it. That's pride. Pride is taking you down. You better quit that. Amen. And now it goes on to say, who is an idolater? It says, for this you know, no whoremonger, no unclean person nor covetous who is an idolater. It doesn't mean that they add that on. No, that means you are an idolater. If you are a male prostitute, you are an idolater. You know why? Because that's what you that's your God. You know what? And and and, and it don't just stop there. There's other scripture, other verses talk about female prostitutes. There's both male and female prostitutes, but this one just happened to be talking about male prostitutes. But that's your God. You being a prostitute, you, you, go, you say, well, some of them don't be so mean because some of them have been forced into it. Well, I understand that. I understand that. And there's going to have to be a place and a time where you're going you're gonna to get out of there and you're going to repent and you're going to turn and you're going to trust God to get you on out of there and to keep you out of there. And, and, and so if you're stuck up in there in that kind of a thing for one reason or another, I know that there are young people that get trapped up in that stuff and uh, there's, there's uh, people that get, uh, all kinds of people get trapped up in that. And they've got their pimps and whatever they got going on. And, and uh, uh, people that would probably try to kill them or beat them or whatever if they don't do what they ask them to do. I get all that. But I'm going to tell you what, God is more powerful than any. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. God is more powerful and the Holy Ghost has got more power. And if you will hear this word and trust God and call on the Lord and ask God to break that chain and to get you on out of there, God is willing to do that. God wants to help you. God wants to clean your life up. God wants to set you free. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I have church right here all by myself. Thank you, Lord. Now, so it says that they're an idolater. 
male prostitutes and idolatry, unclean person, if you're messing around with that stuff, you're going to keep on getting that astrology and you're going to keep on getting them fortune cookies. That, you, you, that's, your, you, you, that's your idol. That's your idol. Why do you think you won't break, break open that cookie? Why do you think you won't read that? And you know some people, they'll say, well, I'm just doing it for fun. No, you're not. You're lying to yourself. You're telling yourself a lie. You're not doing that for fun. Because most people who read those, they think that's, oh, I remember this fortune cookie said this. Or I remember this fortune. You know you do that. You better quit that. Because that's another form of idolatry. You're going to have to repent of that. And so it says it's an idolatrous behavior these things are. And then it says in verse 5 at the end of it, it says, Hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God? In other words, if you're going to be involved with all this, you're not going to inherit nothing from God. Now, you want to go to heaven, you want to inherit the glories of heaven and all the things that God has for you, that's wonderful. But you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to turn around and go another way because the Lord is not going to be pleased with this. And he says you can't inherit anything from him. You're not going to do it. That's God's word. Don't sit there. You know, I get so sick and tired. I'm telling you what. I get so sick and tired of every time somebody dies and you find out in the news, oh, this one died, that one died, and they want to say everybody's went to heaven. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, I know they're in the heaven, heaven of heavens with the angels. And, and you know they flat out were doing nothing but sinning when they died. Now, I'm not being mean or hateful, but you know what? You know why people do that? Because it makes them feel comfortable so they can keep on sinning themselves and not turn around and repent. You better turn around and repent because I'm telling you what, you're going to meet God. We've got to understand that. And, and you know where a lot of this mess is coming from? It's coming from the Christians, so-called Christians. Is coming from people that claim Jesus. I just heard somebody, and this is somebody that I knew actually knew personally, and I found out that this couple was was divorcing, and and there was all kinds of things going on. These people claimed to be staunch Christians, but uh, there was adultery going on, and there was an open relationship and uh, 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 agreed to, and one thing and another. I mean, just a mess. And, 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 and you look at this, and these people claim to follow the Lord. You're not following the Lord. You're following something else, but you sure are not following the Lord because the Lord don't teach that in his word. Amen. And so when we look at verse 6, it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words. Don't let somebody lie to you with a bunch of empty nonsense. Stop listening to this mess that you can just live however you want and then Jesus is going to take you to heaven. That's not true. That is not true. Jesus teaches that we must repent. Jesus teaches that. You know how many people they think Jesus don't teach that. You know how many people think Jesus is a candy man. Jesus ain't no candy man. Jesus taught us to repent and get right with God. Amen. And so it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, Vain words being talked to you. Vain words means empty. There's no value to it. There's no spiritual value to it whatsoever. Because these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. You're going to bring the wrath of God upon you if you won't disobey. Now that's what the word of God says. You're going to play around with the word or you're going to listen to it and repent. And you say, well, I thought this was a podcast 
supposed to be talking to Christians. Well, I am talking to you because I'm finding out here and there and yonder that people that claim to be Christian, they just keep doing things that you know are not right. And this right here tells us our life has to be different. This is what the Apostle Paul was telling the Ephesian church. You can't live like the world. You can't do like the world. You got to do different because the wrath of God is going to come upon the children of disobedience. Amen. And amen means it's so. If you didn't know that, you do now. Verse 7. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Hmm? Do I need to read that again? Verse 7. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. How much more clear can you get? You can't partake with them. You can't participate with them. You've got to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. That's what Paul, Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church. And it's the same thing that God Almighty told the children of Israel to come out from among them and be ye separate. <coughs> it's the truth. And you know it's the truth. But you know what? People don't like to hear all the word of God. How many of you have already clicked off this podcast because you don't like what I'm saying? Well, I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. I'm not telling you my doctrine. I'm just telling you what God said, and I believe it, so I've taken on what God said is true. Amen. And you got to do the same. Verse 8. For ye were, ye were, verse 8, ye were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. We're supposed to walk in, in the light. If you're going to be right with God... Uh, to be right, you got to walk in the light. Amen. Hallelujah. Should I make a song out of it? To be right, you got to be in the light. Woo! Hallelujah. To be right, you got to be in the light. You got to be in the light of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Verse 9. For the fruit of the Spirit, and that's a capital X, it's talking about the Holy Ghost. The fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth don't sit there and say that you can live an ungodly life unrighteous life and go against the truth and say i'm still living for jesus no you're not not if you are not repentant and walking with god and listening to this word and taking the word of god into your soul and allowing it to do something to you changing your life that's why we study this word. That's why we call this God's whole word. I told you some people are going to get mad at me. They're going to get upset with me because they ain't going to like what I'm saying. But I'm telling you what, this is the word. We got to get in the whole word. You can't just listen to sweet little messages all the time. You're going to have to listen to the word of God that tells you how to get right with him and walk with him. Because the wrath of God is sure to come. All right, let's read verse 10. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You think everything's acceptable to God? No, it's not. And if you're going to sit there and tell me, well, that was written by man, because that's usually what happens when you start preaching the truth. People turn and say, well, it was just written by man. Well, i got news for you. You're not correct. I know by reading the word of God and looking at these verses and studying the word of God all these years, this is flat out the word of God. And anybody that says any different, you're a fool to think anything different. The Bible says it's a fool that said in his heart there's no God. And if you want to say there's a God, you've got to understand he's going to give the word. 
So if you want to deny his word, then you're going to deny God because the Bible says the word was made flesh. That's what it said. Amen. Now, verse 11. And then it says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. That means you've got to rebuke them. That's what reprove means. And you got people, when you rebuke them and you reprove them, and you say to people, you can't fellowship with certain people. They say, oh, that's a cult. That's a cult. That's a cult. Can you imagine that nonsense when it's right there in the Word of God? You can't fellowship with fruits, uh, unfruitful work of darkness. You say, well, I'm not working the unfruitful work of darkness. If you're going against the Word of God in these things that we've read, you are. You are the unfruitful work of darkness. If you're letting sin take over your life and you don't pray and you don't repent, Hmm? You can't just keep walking in your sin. I know that there's plenty of churches out there that say, well, once you're saved, you're always saved, and you can just keep doing whatever you want. I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pits of the devil, the pits of his heart. That's a lie. That's not true. And you're going to have to repent and get right with God. Amen. Now, it says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, rather, but rather reprove them. If we're not supposed to reprove and rebuke people, then you tell me why that's up in the Word. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Amen. But people don't like that. They don't want you correcting them. They don't want you saying that. They think you, uh, if you say something, oh, that's just one of them toxic people. That's just one of them toxic people. I get so sick and tired of that word. You don't even know what toxic is. Don't you know the devil has poisoned your mind against the Word of God if you don't want to listen to it and repent? Amen. Verse 12. For it is a shame even to speak of the things which are done of them in secret. If it's a shame to even speak about the things they've done in secret that are ungodly and wicked, what makes you think it's okay to go and do them if you're not even supposed to talk about them? Amen. So that's why I'm getting back to the one-eyed demon that I, that's why I call the television. So, if there's things on there that you're watching that is glorifying the enemy, why are you sitting there listening to it if you're not even supposed to be talking about it? Why would you sit there and listen to it? Now, I'm not telling you go out and throw your television set in the garbage. I'm just saying, if you got one and you can't control it, okay, I realize, you know, there's, there's you know, some cooking shows you might want to watch, or they, but, but let me ask you something. Is your whole life wrapped around food? Don't you know the Bible says their belly will be their God? You better be careful with that now. Don't let your belly be your God because the Bible says so. And see, that makes people mad when they hear the truth, but that's what it says. So if all you're going to do is just constantly doing that, then your belly's your God. Amen. And, 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 and so we've got to listen to the Lord in his word because his word, the Bible says we're washed by the water of the word. That's what it says in the book of Ephesians. We, we get washed by God's word. It cleans us up. It washes us out. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so with that said, I'm going to end this podcast. I think I probably got a couple of people flustered and they probably don't want to listen to me no more. But that's all right. I love you anyhow. I still love you anyhow. I still pray for your, your rebellious soul anyhow. You still got to repent of your rebellion against God's word and get right anyhow, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to pray that God can do that for you. And so 
let's go to prayer one more time, and then we're going to close this podcast for today. But I'm, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you. Are we going to walk different in this new year for the Lord than we ever have? Are we going to make up our mind to walk with the Lord with all of our heart? Or are we going to still keep playing games with Jesus and keep playing footsies with God? You're going to have to quit that. You're going to have to live right. Lord, we thank you for your word. And I thank you that your word has the power to clean us up, to change us, to mold us, to shape us, to allow us, Lord, to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I ask you, God, that as we've talked about these things and and kind of did a little bit of spiritual surgery today, that you would do some mending and touch people, Lord, as they repent. Let them, Lord, feel that guilt in their soul that they need to repent, and certainly it's true. But God, help them to feel that precious love that you have for them as they repent, that you would just wrap your arms around them as they repent, and that you would let them know that you love them with all of your heart, and that you're going to help them, and you're going to guide them, to a saving power. And Lord, we know we're saved by grace, but you call us, Lord, grace is not to be misused. Grace is not to be uh, stomped on and trampled on. And uh, so, Lord, we just ask you, God, to help us uh, to see our way down the right road. Lord, you said it's a narrow road that we walk. That's the way to salvation, to eternal life. But that wide road that's full of all kinds of things that's opened up to anything. God, that's not the road we need to be taking. we get, we got to get up on the narrow road, Lord. So I pray for every single person that's listening to this podcast or will ever listen to it in the future, that, God, their heart will be turned and that, God, you will comfort them and help them as they feel uh, maybe that, that guilt sweeping over their soul and you dealing with them, that that Holy Ghost coming in and dealing with them and stirring them up that they will come to a place of repentance and that you will come in and comfort them and love them and guide them along the way, all the way to glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So may the Lord keep you and may the Lord bless you. We'll be back here on the podcast on Friday. And uh, I don't know what the Lord will give us on Friday since we're going to be going into the new year, but uh, I would like to talk about that for a little bit on Friday. And uh, so until we meet again, may the Lord keep you and bless you. And, and I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. God bless and let him keep you. You know, the Bible says uh, that we've got to keep ourselves in the love of God. I just want to leave you with that. You've got to keep yourself in the love of God, people. And the Lord loves you with all of his heart. So let's keep on keeping on for Jesus, shall we? Amen and God bless.